Señoras y señores, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Oi and Philly Sports. Has been a couple of days, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm happy to be back. I'm sure you guys are happy to be back as well. We have a lot to catch up on, but before we move forward, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday weekend. It was a we actually had some solid weather, did not start off great. We had some cloudy skies, we had some rain, but it wound up being pretty nice. And look, I actually got a little little burnt. I got a little little tan as well. So <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. We got a well, of course, like I said, we got a lot to get catch up to. So of course, guys, uh put, put your comments in, which whatever you guys want to talk about. Of course, we got a lineup of things to talk about. I have an idea what's on your mind here today, guys, but of course. Let me know as well. Uh, no TikTok today, of course. Uh, I'm sure you guys have kind of figured out TikTok has kind of been uh, been down a little bit. It's been weird today. Um, but, of course, you know, we don't sweat that type of stuff. It's going to be all right. I'm sure TikTok is, will figure it out. We'll, we'll get back to it. But no TikTok live. But, guys, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, what's going on? Welcome on in the Oi and Philly Sports. Truly means the world to me. Today is Tuesday, June. Or, sorry. No, we're not in June no more, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the middle of summer, July 6, 2021. This is the time where your baseball team, you, you get the, you separate the boys from the men. And I don't know what the heck we have here in Philadelphia. But, of course, guys, we're going to talk about that in a little bit for sure. Uh, but, guys, uh, seriously, uh, do not forget to like it, like the live, subscribe to El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel. We post all the Oin Philly sports on the YouTube channel. Of course, we do a bunch of other content on there. Check out the new vlog that is out there as well. Uh, my time at Subaru Park two weeks ago, the first full capacity match against the Columbus crew. That was a, that was a fun one, so definitely go check that out. Uh, and, of course, all the always are up there. And, of course, anything that's on my mind with Philadelphia sports, you can definitely see it up there. And, of course, our daily uh, game recaps get posted on there, so make sure to subscribe there. Oin Philly Sports can be, ca can be caught on as well anywhere you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it. You can find Oin Philly Sports. Make sure you subscribe to that as well. So definitely, definitely, definitely check that on out, guys. Um, let's see what you guys, what's going on. I'm back from, from my first trip. My, hey, what's going on, Logan? Hope you had a great, great, great uh, 4th of July weekend, my man. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's go, Phil. I'm sure we're going to talk about that. We'll talk a little about your Broncos, man. A lot of love for the Broncos I'm hearing lately. Um, KJ, don't worry. Like I mentioned, hey, God, man, you guys really you guys go crazy when shit goes down on, on TikTok, man. It's going to be all right, guys. It's going to be all right, man. It's going to be okay. Uh, TikTok is, is just going down right now. I'm sure they'll be back. Um, what's up, Dylan? How you doing, my man? What is up, my brother? Uh, yo, bro, hype. I'm always hype. Are you kidding me? I missed y'all. I really missed y'all. I missed talking Philly sports. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to talk to some of you guys out here. Um, what's going on? Hey, what's up? I appreciate that positive Philly. What is going on, man? Uh, of course, you guys are the drill. At the end of the show, we'll bring you guys on in. Um, I'll put that, of course, I'll put the link uh, sporadically throughout the episode. But of course, we got to get to what we got to talk to, talk about. And then you guys give me your reaction on what you guys feel, what's going on, man. Um, I, I just, it, I've seen TikTok do this every now and then, and I, I don't sweat it. It's, it's a big app. It's grown every single freaking day. There's more and more people every day. It's about to crash. It's right now. It's just crashed right now. It's okay. I would like to have TikTok live on, but it's all good. Maybe, maybe Instagram live might be the day to, for that today, but, um, I just kind of restarted my cell phone. See if, see if that would help, but it's all good. I'm not going to sweat it if it's not, uh, Sixers can get no, I want no parts of that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yes, sir. What's going on? TikTok will be all right. It, it, they're, 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 I'm, I promise you, they're doing whatever they can to, to, to fix that up. Thirteen to three. We'll talk about that, my man. Uh, my uncles, my aunt's uncle cousins went to the game 
that Wednesday night and I asked if they saw the guy in the sombrero and I'm like, I, I know him. He's my friend. <laughs> that's what's up, my man. That is what's up. I don't know how much longer I'll be wearing the sombrero to games, but that's definitely dope that someone recognized that. Um, AK game. I thought I responded to you on TikTok, but it's all good. So we're, we're recording tomorrow night, Duke by the river. Um, we're having our Red Bull preview tomorrow. Of course, Thursday is the big Red, uh, Red Bull union match. So we're going to have up. Um, you guys can definitely check that out. It'd be a fun one. So check tomorrow that one as well. Um, I, I mean, listen, I don't know what y'all were doing, but I had a blast this past weekend. Um, I was definitely spending a lot of time uh, down the Jersey Shore, as many of you guys know. Um, I usually spend my time down at the Jersey Shore. Um, but, man, it, it feels so great. So um, kind of I, I want to keep you guys in the loop of what's going on in my personal life sometimes. Um, so this past Friday, or last Sunday, not not Fourth of July Sunday, but the previous Sunday, um, I had a I had a death in my girl's family. Um, so of course, you know, I, I wanted to attend to her and her family, whatever they needed. Uh, so I was not really kind of active as much as I wanted to this on Friday, but, but that was obvious for obvious reasons. Um, so I sorry, I'm trying to set up here. I don't know why. <laughs> Instagram's not working either. That's all good. We don't need live guys. I got you guys. I got you guys. I don't need it. So yeah, so um, I I did I didn't really spend as much time as I wanted to on Friday. Uh, Saturday I posted out some TikToks in the morning, and Sunday I just uh, I I really just wanted to hang out with family. And Monday I posted it one TikTok out. But the moral of the story, guys, look, I, I spent some time with my, my girl. I spent some time with my girl's family who are very close to me. I spent some time with um some of my girl's friends who are absolutely beautiful people. So I love hanging out with those people. Um, but it was much needed. Like, I feel so good today. Like, I feel so refreshed on a Tuesday more on a Tuesday afternoon. It feels like a Monday. It's actually, I guess it's nighttime now on a, on a Tuesday night, uh, which you, it feels like a Monday night to me. I feel so refreshed. I, so, I feel so recharged. And my point is, and of course, if goes ties in with what's going on on TikTok right now, it's okay to just take a break, guys. It's okay to just recharge recharge those batteries i feel so refreshed today um you know i i do see a lot you know i, I get a lot of dms and and i see you know a lot of you know creators out here and actually spoke to this with a teacher yesterday deals with a lot of kids on a day-to-day -day basis and the the hunger and the dream of wanting to be to go viral is prevalent so much every day and sometimes we take it too seriously man i don't know what's going to happen to me I don't know how long I'm going to do this. Um, this could be my, this could be the rest of my life. This could be till next year. This could be till next month. Yeah, I'm, I'm not stressing it. I'm going to trust my. I'm going to trust God's plan for me, and I'm going to do what I can do. I'm having so much fun doing this. I love sports, and I love the fact that I am changing the game when it comes to Philadelphia sports because Philadelphia sports flat out fucking needs it. Okay, and I'm just I'm just enjoying with it, enjoying the ride. I, there was one point in this where I was stressing. I was stressing out every single day. I have a girlfriend up there that 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 you know. I, I want to provide for her as a man. I want to give her a ring. I want to give her babies. I want to give her a dog and a house and all that type of stuff. But there's a goal. There's a dream. And with every goal and with every dream, there's a path you need to take. So I, I just wanted to tell you guys today because I'm feeling good. Take those breaks. Trust your process. If it meant if it's meant to be, it is meant to be. And that definitely, 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 I want you guys, if I can help out anyway, guys, in your personal life, definitely, 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 uh, it, uh, I will, I'm happy to be that type of person for you. Salute. No pickle juice today. No pickle juice. We're going straight with the water. 
straight with the water. Uh, but guys, let me know what you guys were doing on Fourth of July weekend. Uh, I I definitely was hanging out. A lot of lot of beers were were drinking, <laughs> were drunken. I don't know what you can say how you want to say it. Uh, it was there's a lot of beers going on, like a lot of seltzers. I, I'm actually liking the seltzers in the summer. I know there's a whole stigma. This is yeah, seltzers are for girls, dude. You know, seltzers are are great. They're light. Um, they mess you up. They're five percent alcohol and they taste fantastic. So I, I definitely, definitely like those. So shouts to all my my guys who love the shel- this this the seltzers, <laughs> the, the seltzers out there. Um, oh guys, I wanted to start off today with um one guy, one guy in particular. And that is Mr. Benjamin L. Or is this the middle name L? And I just made that up completely. But Ben Simmons. I want to talk about Ben Simmons, guys. Um, it seems like we're never gonna stop talking about Ben Simmons. It's like it's literally this is literally the Carson Wentz situation. It doesn't matter what it is when it comes to the Sixers. We it's the conversation begins and ends with Ben Simmons. And today, uh, obviously for me, it was the first time I was able to react and to give you my perspective and my thoughts on the 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 TMZ moment that we had with Sixers Nation, right? So obviously, you know, we're all hanging out. We're enjoying Fourth of July weekend. Some of us are in some sort of body of water, whether it be a pool, beach. There's barbecue going on, and then you're scrolling down your phone, and you're like, eh, "What? What? What? Ben Simmons is at Wimbledon? What? He's with who? Smooching with who?" And the whole Philadelphia fan base goes wild as per usual. Uh, ben Simmons is caught at the Wimbledon uh, competition this past weekend with uh, Maya. I'm going to say her name is Hama, Maya Hama. It could be Jamma, but the, from what I saw, it looked like Maya Hama. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this right off the bat. As a, as a man who is, prou- is is proudly in a relationship, Maya Hama is hot as shit, okay? That woman is beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, okay? So I'm going to put it that put, I'm going to put that put it there right off the bat. Okay, and you guys cannot deny that Maya Hama is an absolute beautiful woman. Okay, but I get the way it looks. I, I understand. Uh, ben Simmons right now, his stock is at an all-time low. It's like Nasdaq right now, right? He looks so bad after the performance, the effort that he gave us in the playoffs. By all means, he deserves every bit of criticism that that's been coming to him. But my point and what I was trying to iterate today was: Why are we surprised? Honestly, why are you guys surprised by this? Ben Simmons, and we talked about this last week on Only Philly Sports before the vacation. In the college report coming in the in the draft report coming out of LSU in the 2016 NBA draft, we read it together. We saw that in his report, there were times where Ben Simmons looked uninterested. And specifically when LSU got eliminated by Texas AM in the SEC championship or MCC tournament. And that was what LSU needed to punch your ticket to get into the big dance. He looked uninterested as they got blown out in an elimination game. In the playoffs, he looked uninterested in Game 7 as he put up was it two points um, and an embarrassing performance in a Game 7 against the Atlanta Hawks to eliminate the Philadelphia 76ers. You see the demeanor that he gives you in those type of situations. So why are we surprised when it's when you see stuff like this? This is who Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons loves the the limelight. He loves the lights. He loves the cameras. He loves to be an NBA player. He loves that stature brings. That is really really important to him. It's really cool. I this is what I've this is what I've noticed. Because when it comes to talking about basketball, he doesn't want to hear it. He got he has it all figured out. 
He's an all NBA all-star player. He's all defense. There's nothing you can tell him. His assist numbers, his steal, his defensive stats, they all tell you everything. He doesn't need to hear you. So why are we surprised when we see Ben Simmons out here at Wimbledon with a, with Mayahama? Now look. You guys know my stance when it comes to topics like this. For me, I put aside the sports because as a sports fan, yeah, I want to freak out. I want to curse out Ben Simmons I, by all means. He literally is the reason he's the main one of the main reasons why I'm going to watch the NBA finals from this couch yet again. Instead of being in it, instead of my team being in it, and he has a big reason why. And there's a part of me as a fan that wants to scream at the top of my lungs. But why should I? And why should you freak out? Why should you care? This whole narrative that that players owe us something, I don't get where you guys get that. Players don't owe you shit. Teams owe you stuff. Teams owe you to put a, a good product out. They're not players. It's not their job. Their job is to perform. If they don't want to perform, that's on the team to make the decision. But what I will, what I will say is a player like Ben Simmons who has gone through what he has gone through I think it's very imperative for him to de-stress. You guys forget that mental health is an actual thing. Just because a player is making millions and millions of dollars on every year doesn't mean that they don't bleed the same blood that you do, don't breathe the same air that you do, don't go through the same mental lapses that you may go through. And... Let's also forget the Wimbledon that night. What? Let's say he's out there for three hours. He's probably hanging out with her for the night. We don't know what he's doing before or after that. That could just be one night. He decides to let loose like, all right, I just, you know, he just got done playoffs. He's maybe doing some light workouts. You know, he he likes this girl. He wants to go out with her. And by, by, and listen, uh, to be honest with you guys, if I'm a Ben Simmons situation, I'm a single 24-year-old NBA player that looks as good as Ben Simmons does. I'm going to go out with Maya Hama. And you can't tell me you won't either. So what are we arguing about? What are we freaking out about? What are we making ourselves go crazy with today? This is Ben Simmons. Why are you surprised? We've been sitting on our couches watching the playoffs every over the last four playoff trips because part of the reason because of Ben Simmons. And he still doesn't want to change. I don't buy that he wants to. I, I don't buy this at all that he's he's going to improve his offensive game. I don't buy that one bit. Because if you really cared about that and you really wanted to improve your offensive game, I believe you would have done that two years ago. Heck, even last year you would have done that with the new brand new coach, brand new coaches. He doesn't want to change his offensive game. He wants to be Ben Simmons. He wants to play his game. He wants to be under the limelight. He wants to date the hottest girls. He just bought a house, a $17.5 million house out in California with no base, with no baseball. I hope he doesn't have a baseball diamond in this backyard. But no basketball courts there. No basketball rim, nothing. I get he can go to the gym, but it's the principle, guys. Damn. If you're passionate about something, you're going to be around it 24-7. I wonder if he even has a basketball in his house. I'm re realistically asking that. Does he even have a basketball in his house? I got a basketball in my house. I don't even play the sport. It's not even my favorite sport. Soccer is my favorite sport. And you guys know this. 
But I have a basketball in my house. I I fuck around with it every now and then. I'm not an NBA player. I doubt Ben Simmons has a basketball in his house. That's just me. But I'm waiting for that MTV Cribs episode, Ben. I know you won't be on there real quick. Real quick. Um, what else we got here? Um, yeah, listen, it is what it is. So with all this being said, before that, we got the good news, though. Apparently, the, the trade value for Ben Simmons is higher than we all expected it to be. The Pacers came out. Oh, the rumor was the rumor that came out was that the Pacers are in on Ben Simmons, and he threw to the Philadelphia 76ers and Daryl Morey a potential trade proposal. Malcolm Brogdon draft pick over to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons, and of course Daryl Morey said, "Get the hell out of here!" What, Brogdon? I'm happy that the Sixers said no to it, but I'm also happy because my my theory was true. Ben Simmons' value is higher than what we thought. We are hard on our athletes here in Philadelphia. We know we are hard on our athletes in Philadelphia. But what you guys forget is that nationwide, the perspective on some of our players and our coaches and our organizations is much different than what we have for them. So there is value for Ben Simmons. As Mr. Softy drops by on us here today. Hello, Mr. Softy. Let me get that twist. In a, in a waffle cone, police. And for Ben Simmons, something to help him shoot. Damn, Ben. <laughs> Everyone shouts to say hello to Mr. Softy as he, he's now down the street. But back to what we were talking about. So this was very good news. Hearing a team was actually interested. Now, we none of us would take Malcolm Brockton. But what it showed you guys was that teams are actually valuing Ben. We're all sitting here and saying that, Ben, we can't get rid of him for a for a bag of a sack of balls but in fact no he actually does have value so with that being with that being said on friday and then we had the stuff that went down in the wimbledon we then move on to today this morning we get another rumor that the the sixers and the kings have been in talks for a trade now originally buddy healed and marvin bagley i heard were thrown in some sort of trade obviously ben simmons is being thrown into this trade as well but now later on, you get the rumor that now Darion Fox is being included in that in this trade. It's not Buddy and it's not Bagley, but it's Darion Fox and maybe a potential. Now, these are all rumors, guys. Don't take this too too seriously. But a potential pick or pick swap. <laughs> we already did that once with the Kings, and that worked out very well for us, right, guys? <laughs> but a potential player swap, Ben. For Fox. If Terrell Morey pulls off Ben for Fox, I'm going to kiss that man. I will get arrested. I don't care. I will find that man and I will kiss that man because are you kidding me? We would absolutely fleece the Kings yet again. Could you imagine the absolute irony? We do the whole pick swap. We get Sauce Castillo and a draft pick or whatever it was. And then it, it gave us the ability to get the pick swap in 2016 to give us the first overall pick to draft Ben Simmons. And then five years later, Ben Simmons does not work. And we trade the Sacramento Kings for their star player. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be some stuff? Oh, my God. Just the thought of that would make me make me die inside. It'd be hilarious. It would absolutely be hilarious for that. Um, so look, I, I'm, I'm a, I was a little worried about Darion Fox because I know the talent that he is. The man is one of the fastest players in the NBA. 
Um, his slashing ability, his drive game, just driving to the rim ability has always been there since day one in the NBA. But I was worried about his shooting. That was one of his weaknesses coming out of of, um, of Kentucky. Can he be a consistent shooter in the NBA? Um, and I went, went and to look into his numbers and his stats and just to see, has his game improved? Obviously, you know, I've been bitten by, by Ben Simmons here. Uh, ben hasn't developed whatsoever in his offensive game in five seasons in the NBA. So I was thinking like, okay, so obviously I want Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is obviously all our number one option. But to think like the prospects of getting Damian Lillard here to Philadelphia is going to cost a lot. And potentially we could be a worse team with the, with the Damian Lillard trade. So uh, I am definitely considering a trade like Darion Fox, a younger player who's his, his ceiling is, I think it, it's still as high as ever. I think he still has a lot of room for growing. But I wanted to look at his numbers, see his shooting. Can he potentially work with Joel Embiid? Because at, at the end of the day, I think for Joel Embiid to maximize his talents, you need to find an other killing shooter that can alleviate some pressure off of Joel Embiid, kind of what you saw in the playoffs. You know, there's nights when Toby can't drop 20 night, and Toby is a third option anyways. Joel Embiid's getting double, triple team. He's playing on a bum knee, and he's having eight turnovers a night. Someone has to step up, and we were thinking that was Ben Simmons, and of course that didn't happen. So with Darion Fox, as I looked and I did a little research on his numbers over the past couple of seasons, he's only been in, been in the league since 2017. I believe he was that Markel Fultz draft, um, and he genuinely has improved year in, year out. Now, the two categories that I really care about for a point guard to play with Joel Embiid is obviously your field goal percentage and your three-point percentage. On both of those categories, it's fluctuating. It's definitely fluctuating. So field goals in his rookie year, he was uh, 412, second year 458, third year 480, and in his in last year he was a 477. So a little slight bit of dip, a slight bit of dip. Now, where he makes up with that is that three-point percentage. His first year, three, 307. 307. Uh, second year, 371. Third year, 292. And last year, a 322. A 322. Now, 2018 was his best year as a as a three-point shooter. But you put that 477 with a 322, and he's only getting better. And think about the situation that is Sacramento. That's a bad situation, guys. No one goes there and flourishes. These guys have been rebuilding since Ron Artest was there. Yeah, that long. And some of you guys don't even know who Ron Artest is or even remember who Meta World Peace was. That was the last time the Kings made the playoffs, I believe. Or did they make it last year? I don't remember that Mickey Mouse tournament. <laughs> but if, our, if I'm thinking about a potential move for the Sixers to make that wouldn't really hinder on us and make us a better team, then by all means, I think this move works out very well for the Philadelphia 76ers. I like Darion Fox. I would definitely take that. I love Damian Lillard, and I know how deadly that would be, a Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid type of teammate team up. But we would lose our depth at that point, and that kind of hurt us this year in the playoffs. Now, the other issue is with the Sixers is for trade events away, and you're possibly trading some pieces away. This 20th pick in the NBA draft is really, really important. And it, I know that Elton Brand has been hitting on draft picks over the past couple of years. You know, Shamit, um, uh, Matisse Thibel, Tyrese Maxey. But this is so important because if you're trading Ben Simmons, I'm thinking we have to get rid of some piece on our bench, some type of piece. 
So you got to hope that you're able to draft someone that can come in and give you some depth right away. So we shall see. We shall see. It should. It would be very, really interesting, but I do think that Darion Fox is way overdue for a better situation. And I think that Philadelphia is that situation. Him and Ben working together, I think will be fantastic. Um, I think you're, you'll still be able to keep Tyrese Maxey here, which I think will... We, I think those two will benefit from working with each other. Two Kentucky boys, hungry, ready to play, ready to help this city win. That's exciting. I, I'm, I think I'm definitely down. I think I'm down, down for Darion Fox if that's, if that's possible. If it's possible for that to happen. Um, I think my favorite field it, it, I've been to is Progressive Field. My least favorite is Great American. The ice cream was literal ice. Oh my god, that sounds. Um, that sounds actually pretty good, though, like on a hot day. I guess if it's creamy, you don't want too icy, right? Progressive Field. Which one is that? Why can't I think of Progressive Field? I'm sure Logan will tell me. Buzz cut looks great. I appreciate that, Dylan. It was time, man. It was definitely time. I, I, I love it, honestly. Um, When you're talking about just functionality and just it being summertime, it feels great. Like the breeze blowing in my hair. It was fantastic. Highly recommend everyone getting that bus cut. I might keep it for the rest of summer and then wintertime I'll let this bad boy grow again. But yeah, man, bus cut is definitely in. Boys got me. The boys got me. <laughs> uh, will you be at the game at this at the sub, not the sub, the sub S O B S O O B. Um, I will. I def I have uh I have pretty much have to be there every game if I mean obviously other things don't come up, but I usually should be there. I believe the next one is DC on the seventeenth, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I'll definitely be there. I was I would love to go to Thursday's Red Bull match up in up in North Jersey, but I don't think that will that I will be able to make that work with obviously work being a thing. <laughs> uh, I won't be on tomorrow because I'm going to the fire. Hey, you have fun, my man. That's that sounds like a lot of fun though. You enjoy it, my man. You enjoy it. Who are they playing? Who are the fire playing? I'm going to game five tomorrow. Look at that. All right. I like that. Ryan's been uh, on a tear with the lightning in their little uh their little Stanley Cup run here. I had to take a little bit of break, focus on my dreams. So I'm back. That sometimes you need to. Sometimes you just need to take those breaks, take a uh, take a step back, recharge, and get back into the grind. I don't. I don't regret it, man. I feel great today. I feel great, and I'm ready. Uh, taking in, in all these sporting events that I missed. It was great, man. Um, Logan, people are uh, semi high on the Broncos. I don't. I actually, I'm pretty low on you guys. I think you guys are gonna possibly. AFC West. I think you guys could finish in last place, to be honest with you. I'm just saying. I do think the Chargers will be uh, much better this year. I was wrong on Herbert coming out of college, and I'm paying for it now. And he might be pretty good, man. Went on, went on my pop's boat and caught some flounder. Dude, some flounder sounds amazing right now. I, am, I would love some fish right now. <laughs> I think we're having salmon tonight for dinner, so I'll definitely get that in, man. I uh, got to see the Pirates beat the crap out of the Braves. You love to see that, right? You love to see that. Uh, Italy won 2-1 on penalty kicks. I'm not a big Italian soccer guy. But uh, congrats to the, to the Azzurri. Congratulazione. I think that's how you say it. Uh, he, got he got a sign baseball. That's <laughs> what Oh, man. Uh, Pacers don't got any good pieces, at least people who make a big impact. Not exactly, but the fact that someone's actually interested, I mean, they offered, what was it? Um, 
Brogdon and a first. I mean, crap. That's that's more than what you guys were expecting, right? Obviously, we don't want that, right? Because no one does. No, I don't want Fox. I want CJ or Dane. Wait, so you would rather I see? I would rather have Fox over CJ. That's me personally. Obviously, Dame's the prize possession. We all want Dame, but that's a little too steep. We'll see what happens. Uh, imagine Ben for Clay. Um, see, I had this conversation with my my, my uh, with my boyfriend, with my girlfriend's brother. Um, I he really thinks Clay Thompson is going to bounce back and have a fantastic year. Look, I those knee injuries scared the crap out of me. So I think that he might take a step back. He will be a definitely like he'll be a good shooter, a good role player. I feel like but I don't think he's going to be Clay again. Now again, I've been wrong on certain on certain amount of my takes, more so with the NFL, but. That's just how I view Clay Thompson. We'll see, man. We'll see. Not gonna lie. Hey, it'll, it'll be around. I mean, this hair is pretty quick. It's pretty quick to grow, man. It'll be it'll be around. Buscut feels great, man. Buscut feels great. Progressive is the Indians. It was also 76 at Great American. And they my cousin told me to go somewhere else for ice cream, too. Gotcha. Progressive is the Indians. I'll keep that in mind when I'm out in Cleveland. Chargers are the Chargers. I'll wait until they don't blow leads. Hey, Anthony Lynn's gone, so you never know. I like this Staley guy. What's his name? Luke Staley or something like that. Um, I, I Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Uh, see, something about these young coaches, man, they see the game differently that the old head just don't see. Uh, I know the analytics are in football now, too, which I don't really care for, but I think that these coaches are actually using it to their best capabilities other than doug peterson was going forward on fourth on every single fourth down that was different but um i think these guys are much smarter and are kind of ahead of the of the game so i'm interested to see what brandon Staley can do with this team man i know the lightning owner that's what's up man look at that i wish i knew ed schneider and or at least the family i got the the hockey flow going right now hey we got that the playoff flow huh it's a little too late for that but May, hopefully the Flyers can allow me to grow fro next year. Obviously, I can't grow a flow, so I'll grow a fro. <laughs> Should be a lot of fun. All right, guys, let's move on. Talking to uh, talking to talking about our Philadelphia Phillies. What a weird week it was. Obviously, you start with the Marlins and you don't feel real. Or, so let me be correct. You start with the Reds in an embarrassing game. There, you come back home. You go up against a Marlins team that always gives you fits. You split a series, you get the postponement on the on that Thursday, obviously, and then you split it, but it really felt like a series loss. You get the four three win on Tuesday. The Marlins came back and, and they put up three runs in the last inning. They all the Phillies almost blew another lead, but luckily they Jose got the job done. Um, and then you lose the next night, right? So we move on to um the Padre series. So they start on Friday, it's three game series. You get uh, on Friday, you blow an, another one, but then luckily Brad Miller, Bamboo Brad, saves the day in the end extras for what I thought was his seventh home run. But I, I guess MLB, that you guys can let me know what you guys think it was. It was a double, uh, but it didn't matter because it brought in I forget what was it was it Cutchin? I forget who brought who brought, but it, it was a walk off, and it got the it got the fills the win. Solid win, you know. I mean, against the Padres, I know the Padres. It, they had a tough schedule. Um, they got done with the series with the Reds. There was a lot of rain delays in that series, and then they had to leave early. 
Um, they got into Philadelphia at four o'clock in the morning on Friday, and they they had barely had any time to get ready. And of course, we had the rain issues in in Philadelphia as well. Would would it be delay or would it not? Uh, I think there was a, a little bit delay on Friday night, but um, regardless, the Phillies got the job done. Um, Saturday it was a good four to win as well. Uh, Zach Eflin was pretty solid through six innings. And the rest of the bullpen actually did solid. I really love Bailey Falter. I really, really love Bailey Falter, which I'll talk about in a second. But, man, it's been a, a little bit of a surprise, to be honest with you. And then you get the big dud on Sunday, 11-1 to 1 shellacking. And I honestly, I, I believe it or not, I actually had a feeling. Like, I was like, all right, could the Phillies win the series? There's a possibility they can win the series. But I feel like there's going to be one game where the Phillies will allow the 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 Padres to put up 10 or more runs. I literally felt that coming and I was right. And of course it was the Sunday game, the last one. 11 to 1. Vinny V puts up five runs. But of course, oh Hector Naris. Oh Naris putting up six runs in the final inning. And it's not like you know it was in a it was a closed situation. Like the Phillies were done. It's like five to two or not. But you give up it was six runs he gives up what the heck hector yeah i don't know what joe's gonna do with that i heard him talking about it with uh hector i don't know what you do with hector hector doesn't have a lot of in his arsenal he's just not confident right now he's way too and he gets into his head way too much that's a lot of the problem with a lot of these pitchers with the phillies in the bullpen starting guys are way too much in their head just go out there and play your game throw your stuff let the rest take care of itself. I know Girardi hasn't given these guys much to work with as well. But man, oh man. So, I mean, I think, I think we're, we can all agree we're surprised we just won the series against the Padres. Uh, that's where I'm at with the Phillies. I just don't have much hope for these guys. But then we come to Monday, day after 4th of July, and we're up in Chicago, which for a lot of old heads, this is very sentimental. Uh, Phillies, Cubs, night games. Which I get it. I get it. The Phillies, it didn't start off hot. Um, it was two. It was two one, and then in the four, uh, top, top of the fourth, it's really what started. You get a run there, six inning, top of the sixth inning, you get two runs there, and then at the top of the eighth inning, the Phillies get a, a swapping six runs. Ninth inning, you get three runs. You put the shellacking on the Cubs. Cubs were pretty pretty cold after that. I think they got a Javier Baez home run in the bottom of the eighth. And that was it, though. Thirteen to three, they put all they put all their marbles in one basket and got the the dub on Tuesday night. A thirteen to three solid win for the Phils. There, um, you get uh, it's surprising as well. Um, guys, Matt Moore has been somewhat reliable, I guess we could say. In his last couple outings, he goes four innings. In this one, he gets he allows five hits, um, two earn, four strikeouts, and he allowed a homer, but. I mean, this he hasn't really blown it for us in these past couple starts. Now, look, Matt Moore, I think he he's, at the end of the day, he's a relief pitcher. You know, one of those first guys that comes out the mound. I, I think I can deal with that because he does have some good stuff, but I don't think he can go be a starter, and that's the problem. You got a couple arms like that. Spencer Howard as well is like that. Ranger Suarez, I, you know, he obviously has been our most prominent relief pitcher in the bullpen. And so much so that he actually got rewarded and he got, actually had a close on Saturday night. He got his first close on Saturday. A lot of you guys were asking for it. I don't know if he's the, going to be the closer. I don't think he is the answer. 
but he got the opportunity and he got it done. He's been the most reliable pitcher in the bullpen thus far in this season for the Phillies. Second, another guy who's been really impressing me has been Connor Brogdon. Um, last night, he won two innings. He blank. Everything. No runs, no hits. One strikeout, but that for two innings, that's pretty damn solid. <laughs> Jose Alvarado continues being wild. It's so unfortunate. He just needs to calm the F down. Stop being such a freaking Latino and just calm down, Jose. He just, he just like, he gets, he gets too amped up for his own good, I feel like. Just calm down, breathe, and throw that throw that arm. Do some yoga or something, Jose. You're up in Philly now. It's a big yoga area. <laughs> please, oh please, Jose. Calm it down here. Even Brandon Kinsler saw some time uh yesterday with with the uh in, in the ninth inning to kind of quote unquote close it out. So look, this past week, if you look at it, was actually a good week for the Phillies. You had two losses or three losses out of uh, seven days. You you win a series against the okay. So I'll say you get two losses out of seven days. We're 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 talking about yesterday, last Tuesday from that first Marlins game, yesterday's first Cubs game. You had two losses in the week. You win a series against a really good Padres team. And you spanked the Cubs. I don't. I didn't. I told Jordy I didn't feel good about that Marlins series. You split, but you, it felt more like a loss. So back to back so far, it's been a solid, solid series. So of course we are now in July. It is the nitty. It's slowly, obviously, everything is slow in baseball. It is slowly starting to get to nitty gritty time for these teams. You really just got to start putting your good stuff together because you know we're month two months away from october two months and a half from october so when we look at this team this philadelphia phillies team after the solid week that they had they are 42 and 40 right they're two wins away from 500 something that i honestly <laughs> i thought we would be over at this point of the season and currently, we are sitting in fourth place. We are four and a half back first with the Mets still uh, still on top there. The Washington Nationals, you know, we were talking about them with our last series with them with those guys. They're a sneaky team, and they're starting to get hot at, the, at this moment. They're four and a half right now. We're currently four and a half back with the Atlanta Braves. And Miami, I think uh, after that last trade, that they just did, I think it's safe to say that they are clocking out or checking out of the 2021 season. That was a good 2020 for them. So now it looks like it's going to be between the Mets, the Nats, the Braves, and the Phillies. And, of course, we're getting close to trade deadline time. A lot of us want to, are wondering, should we be sellers with this team? Every week we, we do this to ourselves. We, re, we recap the week that was. We look at the weekend series, and we ask ourselves, is this team this team be buyers or sellers come trade deadline time? This team has really good pieces. I know Bryce Harper has been under a lot of criticism as you know the all-star game, uh, all-star, roster, all-star team rosters have been announced, and yet again, in his three seasons in Philadelphia, Bryce Harper has not been to one all-star game. Now, for me personally, all-star games are pretty misconstrued. 
I think they're very pointless in, in this day and age of sports. You know, back in the day, you know, all-star games were really important because, you know, you would watch your local stuff and whatever national game was out there. But now you have the access to watching any game at any time you want. Back then, you didn't have that. So watching an all-star game, seeing players, all-star players in markets that you can't watch in, that was pretty big. But now you don't have to worry about that. And now fans get to vote. Like JT Romuto is an all-star. You just put it that way. As much as we love JT Romuto, let's be real. He's not an all-star this season. You know, we can even make the argument he took a step back from last year. This number's a little misconstrued. Guy could do advanced stats out for that one. <laughs> JT, Bryce, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, the only good free agent sign that we, it seems like we have. I'm trying to think if I'm this okay, so those players, right? Those are the only players you feel like are star players. This team still has holes. You have corner infielders who are super inconsistent. Reese Hoskins has been looking all right at first base in this past week, but there are times where it looks like he doesn't even belong in the majors as a first baseman. I mean, Gene Segura has been solid, obviously, before his injuries when he was the hottest in Philadelphia he's ever been. It's going to still take some time to, for him to get to it, but I still think he could be a playoff second baseman, a playoff team second baseman. The D.D. Gregorius signing kind of has been hindering the Phillies as of right now. He was hurt for a little bit. But, I mean, I feel like with the money you spent on a guy like D.D. and even a guy like Andrew McCutcheon, you can get more players that can help you. And that's the thing. We need more of those players that are cheaper. A bang for your buck. That's We need more of those type of players. Instead of overpaying for veteran players, that's kind of what's been killing us. Personally, me, when it comes to trade deadline time, I believe this team needs to be sellers. I know we don't want to talk about it. I know the thought about another rebuild process here in Philadelphia kind of pains us. But when I watch this team, this team is the definition of a mediocre team. And the same thing I said about the Sixers for that whole decade of me growing up, like that was mediocre basketball that they gave me on a year-to-year basis. I was happy they went through the process because I know what the NBA and entitles and how you build teams. You need superstars. No one's coming to play in Philadelphia. If you are a star, if you are a LeBron, James, Kevin Durant, Philadelphia does not intrigue you. And we've seen it. Even with the star players we've had over the past couple of years, star players still don't want to come here to play. What baseball is a little bit different. I've talked about it countless times. I feel like the Phillies have rushed their process after 2018 when they overachieved. They felt like they had to win now because uh, being dumb as is, as they were, they listened to us. We were not ready for that. They need to blow this up. If I'm being honest with you guys, everything on this team is for sale. Everything on this team is for sale. I know you guys don't want to hear that. Bryce Harper, JT. Maybe not Bohm because you could probably still develop him. And I think he's a first baseman. Reese Hoskins is for sale. Gene Segura, Didi Gregorius. If someone wants to take Bryce Harper, they can take Bryce Harper too. I know they're not going to take Bryce Harper. As much as I love Bryce Harper as well, I am a Bryce Harper guy. But man, oh man, like I'm, 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 I'm like watching these, these, uh. These prospect videos, I'm looking at the Orioles. 
I'm looking at the Royals, the Red Sox, the Braves, the Rays, not the Braves. Well, the Braves, I guess, too. Looking at these good farm systems, and I, I would rather have that. Like, dude, just imagine looking at your farm system and seeing like star play after star player, and then seeing him here in the in the majors. I'm sorry, I'd rather have that that over what we're watching right now. We look like the Knicks, just overpaying for players that just don't work out. This team is not constructed well. This team is perfect for the American League. Perfect. Because all you have is a bunch of DHs. But you got to play some defense in this league. In the National League, you got to play some defense. And this team is one of the worst defensive teams in the National League. I know we're like one bullpen arm away. I, I really do feel that, like feel like that. I mean, if you could realistically, if you could find yourself a arm that can be a reliever, a relief pitcher, and can maybe compete for a fourth or fifth spot, I think that could really help us out. But like, what do we have to give up? We don't have anything to give up. I know, like a majority of MLB guys, MLB scouts and front office people, they'll take prospects. They there's there might be a prospect here that we don't view highly that someone might think that hey, we can get a lot out of this kid. But man, I I doubt we have a lot of pieces like that in our farm system. So I am here to tell you on July 6, 2021, the Phillies need to blow it up. And it's you know what's gonna suck is they might give they're gonna probably continue giving us spurts of what we're seeing right now, and they're gonna keep us hoping just to blow it at the end. Because I think that's what's gonna happen with the Phillies. It's gonna be the same thing as 2020. It's gonna be the same thing as 2019. We're gonna get close at the end and blow it. <laughs> In a division where you have a bunch of choke jobs, the Mets, the Braves. I mean, DC sports, like, let's be real here. And then there's us, the ultimate chokers. So that's how I feel about the fills. I think it's it's time, guys. I know you don't want to hear it, but it is time to end it. It's over. We're on to the next season. And I hate saying this. Uh, Arietta is on tomorrow. I thought that was he was on today. Are you sure about that? I read it somewhere today that he is on today. He's on today. Yeah, today's July 6, 805. Aaron Noel versus Jake Arietta. This is gonna be an interesting matchup, by the way, guys. Now, Jake, obviously, we haven't, I mean, I haven't really watched him this year. Five and eight this year with the back in Chicago, five fifty-seven ERA with sixty-two Ks. Sound familiar, guys? Sounds pretty close to what he did here in Philadelphia. He's gonna get rocked tonight by us. I feel it. Aaron is five and five with a four forty-four ERA, and he's got one hundred eighteen Ks. And obviously, he's coming off of a bad start for himself, and he needs to bounce back. So we'll see how he what he looks like today. It was a home run. If it mattered, I would have been heated. I agree. I think it was a home run. I think Brad, he got that homer. 
but that was a big argument that on that Friday night, Saturday, who should be the closer, <laughs> man, Brad Lid should be the closer, but obviously that's not going to happen. I just, you know, what? give it to Ranger. Ranger's been the most consistent bullpen relief pitcher we've had this year. Just give it to Ranger for now. We'll see what happens, man. Oh, I see you, Logan. Okay, no worries, man. No worries, Ian. What's going on, brother? What's going on? Orioles are more games out of division lead and than they have won. Jeez, man. I like what the Orioles are doing now. Those guys are developing some good, good prospects out there. I'm, I'm very, very intrigued to what they are doing. If only the Phillies could have that. And that's why I'm telling you guys, we got to blow this off. It's over. Let's get a farm system. Let's get a legit farm system. Let's get a bunch of prospects. And guys, how about Sixto Sanchez as well? Speaking of prospects, I, I, I can't believe I almost forgot about that. As JT Real Muto has been uh, nominated into the all-star roster, Sixto Sanchez gets uh, shut down for the year, and he's more than likely going to get that Tommy John surgery as the Mr. Softy bus van is, is driving by again. Um, Sixto is done for the year, and uh, we won the trade. We want a freaking trade here in Philadelphia. No, in all seriousness, guys, look, it's unfortunate, but Matt Klintek knew what he was doing. He wanted to go all in on this team. He saw Sixto had injury issues, and he wanted to trade him away. Now, look, Sixto is still really young. Like, I don't, I think for a lot of us saying that we won the trade, Sixto is going to be a bust. Dude, Sixto is young. Sixto can come out and for the after this injury and have a 10, 10 year career, 10, to play 10 more years, I should say, and be a solid pitcher, be a solid starting pitcher. I mean, Zach Wheeler, we all forget the reason why the Mets were kind of, you know, they weren't really reluctant to getting rid of him or letting him walk to a division rival in Philadelphia was because of his injury issues. He was promised and he was projected to be this stud starting pitcher. He started off slow. He had Tommy John. He had a couple injury in, injury issues. He was young, but he had, I think his last year with the Mets was pretty solid. And then the Mets let him walk. And he has become really what we expected him to be here in Philadelphia. Now, I think Sixto can be the same situation. But it is a little unfortunate for him. But I mean, the trade, I think, is a wash, to be honest with you guys. I mean, Sixto, I don't think it's over for him. And for JT, is he really going to help us win here? Honestly, guys, ask yourselves, do you think that JT Real Muto is going to help us win anything here? I don't know, man. I really don't know. All right, guys, let's move on to the number one team in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Union. Doop, 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 doop. Um, what, if, what the hell happened on Saturday night? What happened? Like, can someone please explain to me what happened in, in, in Music City? So the Union traveled down to uh, Nashville, Nissan Stadium, home of the Tennessee Titans and Nashville Soccer Club. And they walk out losing one to nothing. It was a weird game, guys. Um, the Union did not look like themselves. Nashville go up early two to two or two nothing. They go up early one to nothing. Um, it, it was just a, a counterattack that Leon Flack misread and uh, Nashville took advantage. Uh, I don't know what the hell Olivier and Baizo and Jakob Glezos were doing. It could tracking back, but they, I don't even know what they looked like. They, they looked like Matt Clintack and, and Montgomery. <laughs> it looked bad. 
Uh, and TJ Zapong, who is the who's actually the second all-time leading goal scorer in Union history, he puts Nashville up one to nothing early, just off of counterattack. And after that, the Union really couldn't play their game. They looked lost. They looked they they Nashville had the momentum the rest of the game, and they Union couldn't even put a goal up. And the Union lost one to nothing on the road. Now, listen, Nashville. We kind of talked about it on Duke by the River. It's a team very similar to the Union. They like to press high. Um, the more, more, I would say they like to more so sit back, allow the team do what they want to do, and then find now find their holes, exploit it, create turnovers, and get the quick counterattack. Nashville on a couple couple occasions were able to take advantage of that. And they were able to take advantage of the fact that this back line for the union had an off night. This four, these four of Kai Wagner, uh, Jakob Glesnes, Jack, uh, Jack Elliott, and Olivier Baizo have been really strong thus far this season, including in CONCACAF. It's the reason why they're in semifinals. But they were not themselves on Saturday night, and Nashville definitely took advantage of it. Even the wingbacks, they know that Olivier and, and Kai like to come up a lot and, and help in the attack. And they took advantage of it. They they really, really, really um, were attacking that space that was left behind Kai and Olivier, and they did a great job on that. Um, they CJ Sapong is a veteran striker. He knows what he is doing. There's a reason why he's been he's been in this league for so long. He he knows how to make solid runs. He's a smart player, and it opens up a lot of things. I saw a lot. I saw a lot of his runs open up a lot of things for that team, man. Randall Leal was great as well when he came in the match. And it's just an unfortunate loss, but you learned from it. The Union were, uh, were unbeaten in eight straight matches. Unbeaten. And shouts to Nashville. They figured out, they found this, the weaknesses in the team and they exploited it. Jim on this night decided to take a, 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 a take, I don't know what it was. I think you could say it was a chance. But he went with um, Daniel Gazdak as that left shuttle midfielder, and he moved Jamiro to the tip of the diamond. I guess he felt that Jamiro with his deserve more. But Gazdak is not a shuttler. Gazdak has a talent to score, talent to attack. We need him at that time. If you're going to play those guys together, you got to put Jamiro at that shuttle midfielder and put Gazdak as a 10. Now, there is a possibility. We haven't thought about this, but this does happen a lot in soccer where Maybe both those guys don't complement each other. Now that that's not an entirely a problem, but when you're spending the money you are on both those players, that might be a problem. Now for Jim, I would definitely experiment. Keep keep trying Gazdek at the ten, Montero at the at that left shuttle midfielder, and see if that works. If that doesn't work, then you you might have to decide. Then okay, Gazdek starts at the ten. We'll put Leon at this at the left shuttle midfielder. We'll put El Brujo at the six. I, I personally would like to see Gazdak play as that that false nine, that holding forward. So you put Casper and Gazdak or Corey and Gazdak. There might be times we put Sergio and Gazdak, but I want to see him play as that holding guy. Get the ball up, create for others, or take the ball and, and run it himself. But this team is going to be okay. This team is going to be okay. It, it was a blimp. Those things happen, like I've talked about. We talked about in the Chicago match. Now, the, now, yes, this is back-to-back um, bad performances by the Union. But I, I, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be okay. There's there's tape on the Union. We kind of talked about it as well. You know, We talked about in the Jim Curtin press conference. 
you know, teams are starting to figure out how to neutralize this tight uh, diamond in the midfield for the Union. Playing guys out wide, you know, having three to five back sets. Nashville played with five midfielders, two natural wingbacks. They played Lovitz and Johnston <coughs> to begin with. And it's, that's their, their teams are finding a way to kind of spread out that midfield, and and you're finding those holes in the midfield. So the Union are going to have to definitely, they're going to have to find a way to combat that. I think more so uh, Wagner and Baizo have to step it up. You can't you can't allow that those spaces behind them to be their weakness. But it should be okay. Well, I'll preview because obviously uh, this week is a big big match as the Philadelphia Union are traveling up to North Jersey to face off against the Red Bull. It is finally Red Bull time, guys. Get your popcorn ready. Because we smashed Red Bull cans. Uh, I got water in my eye. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> All right, let's 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 uh oh, let me see here. Uh will you be at the game on Thursday? I will not. I cannot make that trip to North Jersey. It's a far one. I'm not feeling I don't feel like dealing with traffic. North Jersey traffic is a B word. It is a big B word. So I do not want to do that trip. I got work the next day, so I will not be making that trip up to North Jersey. But I will be streaming it. We will definitely be streaming it. Meme the Dupe by the River crew will be streaming that match on Thursday. So stay tuned for details for that guy. But I want to before we get to um to some calls here. I want to talk about the birds. I want to end today with the birds because they are also on my mind. Um, and I and I'm and I'm curious because I I do I am hearing a lot of Eagles talk, and it's interesting that a lot of the Eagles fan base lately they're feeling optimistic. Now look, a lot of Philly sports fans felt very optimistic around the Philly season and felt like they could potentially make a playoff run. And obviously, look how that's going for us right now. But should we be optimistic about this team? Now, obviously, I am king optimism. I'm very optimistic about a lot of our Philly sports teams. But look at this Eagles team. It's going to be a young team that's going to give teams a lot of fit. But can they, when it's a close game, can they face the adversity? Yes, this team has a lot of young, exciting pieces. But I look at this offense, right? Is this offensive line going to stay healthy? Is it going to be good enough? Is Lane, Brandon, and Jason still those good dominant pieces that they were? We will see. Is my lot of the answer at the left tackle? I mean, Sam Miles is going to be at left guard, which I don't want to see anymore, but it is what it is. What's going on at tight end? Is Zach Ertz going to be here? Is Dallas Goddard going to be that guy for 17 games? That's my biggest question mark on offense. This this wide receiving core is is exciting and young, but it is unproven. Devontae Smith has yet to play a single snap in the NFL, and because he won a Heisman, a lot of us think that he's going to be the next Randy Moss or this next Odell Beckham, the next star wide receiver. Like we've had a bunch of those in Philadelphia, right? <laughs> Travis Fulgham has shown a lot of promise in his young career, but can he get back to that mid? mid-season stretch last year we're talking san francisco game we're talking the baltimore pittsburgh games can he get back to that type of play we will see can jalen rager get out of his own head and perform like a first round draft pick that he was now i do think that could happen what's going to happen to this backfield personally me i think that miles sanders is obviously going to be the lead horse 
in the backfield. I think Carrion Johnson and Kenneth Gainwell will round out this rotation. Can those guys live up to it? And can Sirianni give him the ball? I think he will, but obviously I don't know Sirianni. Sirianni we think that Sirianni is going to be similar to Frank Reich, but Sirianni's his own guy, as we've clearly seen. So we'll see if that can actually happen. When you look at the defensive defensive line, yes, is talented. It is a little older. Can they stay together for 17 games? As we saw as the season went on and they started dwindling, so did the line's health. Fletcher Cox was the reason why we lost to Dallas in week 16. Um, Brandon Graham had a great first half of the season, kind of disappeared in the second half. Uh, kind of same thing with Derek Barnett. Malik Jackson's not here anymore. And Javon Hargrave's got to live up to that contract, honestly, in my opinion. And we'll see what Joshua can do. In another season, there's some tape on him now. Can he take that next step in his career? Can he be a starting defensive end? Obviously, I'm curious what Ryan Kerrigan's going to do for us as well. Is he going to play some linebacker? I'm hearing he's going to play some outside linebacker. But I would prefer him to be that depth guy in the defensive end. The linebacking core, I think, is going to be improved, but obviously there's still question marks. Eric Wilson, I think, is, is going to be fantastic. I'm so excited to see what he's going to do for us. I think he's going to be the lead guy for that linebacker core. Oh, by the way, um, Nate Gary got released today by the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Uh, no, I shouldn't laugh, man. Nate Gary, he doesn't. He deserves to be in the league somewhere, I guess. I, don't know, I hate to see a guy lose a job, but man, he is. He is who he is. He is who he is. The big question mark, of course. I think that um, the the secondary should be fine. I know people are worried about McLeod, but I think he's going to be okay, especially with Anthony Harris right next to him. But um, who's going to be alongside Darius Slay? I know you guys want Stephen Nelson. Now, the Eagles, they can't get to on the right number with him. And I know other teams are looking at Steven Nelson as well. Richard Sherman, do we really want two older cornerbacks? Like, I don't know if I want that. So that's definitely a big question mark as well. So there is a possibility this team could go five wins. Now, me personally, I, I want to win. I want this team to win. Because, listen, I understand this team is probably not going to win anything this year. But to me, NFL rebuilds are not like NBA rebuilds. Like, I don't need this team to be bad for five years and accumulate a bunch of assets. No. In this league, you can turn your season around from a 5-11 season the year prior to an 11-5 season the next year. It's been done countless of times. It takes good moves, good drafting, and a couple good pieces, good veteran pieces, maybe through free agency or maybe what you have now. So I do not need this team to tank for the future. This team has good pieces. This team can compete. Now, I saw a stat the other day that years that the Eagles miss the playoffs, the next year they usually make it. And I believe 2017 was one year. 2013 was another year. 2006 was another year. And 2000 was another year. This is obviously under Jeffrey Lurie's tenure. This division is not good. You know, the Giants and Cowboys and WTW, uh, the, the Washington football team fans can say what they want. This division is not good. Every team has their holes. But where is your optimism? And that's what my question is with for you guys. How do you guys feel about this Eagles team? Are you guys as high? 
on a team is I still think this team is going to finish between seven to nine wins. Now that's just me. A lot of hate on the Eagles too. A lot of hate on Jalen, I should say, not the Eagles. A lot of hate on Jalen. A lot of question marks around Jalen, as there should be. But we shall see. We shall see. I heard they're going to give Dallas a huge contract, second highest paid. I will not be okay with that. And KJ, we don't have money to give anyone contracts that ridiculous. <laughs> We're, we still got to pay for that Carson deal. But to me, if Dallas doesn't show out this year, if he doesn't have like an absolute ridiculous year, I don't need him here anymore. And he can walk. It's his last year of his rookie year. He can walk. Because of what I was promised and what I thought he would what he would be, he would be one of those. I think he would, I, I, I thought it was realistic to think he could be a top ten tight end, and I don't think he's that. I think he's like a top fifteen tight end in this league. Obviously, the the, the that that position is a little a little skewed, but um, I really do think Jalen Hurts wants to prove everyone. Yeah, he. I I agree with you there. I and I think that he's got what it takes, the intangibles, to be an NFL starting quarterback. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, for me, the pre-snap stuff is what I want to see this year, and I want to see the arm strength. The accuracy is a question mark with him as well. There's only so much you can change with that. There's, you know, if you got it, you got it. You know what I mean? But we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm all in on Hurts. I'm on. I'm, it's Hurts season, man. I'm all in on the Hurts. All right, guys. It's that time in the episode where I give the voice to you. So you guys know the drill. Five minutes. I'm gonna let y'all on. You guys, let me know what's on your mind, and we'll talk. So first up, we're gonna go to my man, Mr. Positive Philly. Yes, in the sir, what's going on, Alper Sarah? How you doing today? I'm good, man. By yourself? It's been a while since you've been on the air, but I'm glad to have you back on, and I'm glad to be on your show again. I appreciate that, man. It's been about five days, Fourth of hey, July you know, weekend, when uh, yeah, went a little need, too hard. You need that little break once in a while. Focus Amen. on your mental health. Focus on your family stuff. Absolutely, man. How you been? Good. I, I do got a question for you though. Fire away. And if you say yes, you're going to be on my TikTok. And I, I did give you a shout out on while you were on your show. Oh boy! Um, do you think Miles Sanders is one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL? No, I think what? he's over. I think he's the most, not the most. He's one of the more overrated running backs in the NFL. Man, you're an Eagles fan, and you just hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm trying to prove to people that why, Miles Sanders why, is why? underrated. Just, and you're tell, as an Eagles fan, not just me tell out. me why do you think he's underrated? I mean, okay. Do you think play like? Do you think plays have anything to do with it? Or are you one of those stats guys? Oh, you know. Listen, this place is not for the stat people. This place is for the people who think beyond right, the stats I here. I know you're not. A but but for me, I I do think that under Sirianni, he's going to get the carries he deserves. He didn't get he didn't get his carry. You know, there was times where Miles Sanders breaks a couple of nice runs. He looks great, and then he, he, uh, Peterson goes away from the game plan. So I will give you that, but. Until Miles proves to me he can be every down back, I'm going to be hard on him. Okay, so I do have like – I mean I don't know if like you want to like – if you look at it off plays but or highlights. But remember the um, Saints touchdown? And remember yes. the Steelers touchdown? Yes. Those I think are two of his best plays. And that proves how underrated he is. I, I think he could be top – he's in the top 10. I put him at 10. Um, I, I – you know, he's – on. I, I'm trying to – Prove my point that he's underrated. A lot of people can are I, just agreeing with Can me. I ask you something? Can yes. I ask some? Do top 10 running backs fumble and draw passes the way he does? 
I listen. I'm not. I'm. I'm not a Miles hater. I just. I'm hard right. because I love him. I want him to be my star running back. But I need him to do these things I, for him to be that star running back. I think certain ones do at certain times. Like, I mean, obviously, you don't. You know, you don't see Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook dropping passes or having fumbles every week. But there are some running backs in the top ten that I think do. So I think he could be that Christian McCaffrey type of back. Like he is, he could be that scat back because he could do a lot of different things. You know, when the ball's in his hands in open field, it's tough to take him down. But you gotta catch, you gotta catch those balls. And I know Carson, you know, he had his yips last year, but he's got chemistry with 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 uh, with Jalen Hurts. So let's let's see that chemistry out there. You know, he wants to be a star player. Star players make big plays when they are needed, and I I need him to do that. I need him to be that guy, be that lead horse. Be a captain. Be a leader now. You know he's becoming one of those leaders on this offense now, as he's entering now year three. So go out there and be that guy. Right. I think you uh, can do it, but I'm going to be, be continue being hard until I see it. Yeah, I got you. I, I'm going to switch sports here. How come you're not wearing this umbrella anymore at the Union games? That's 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 what you're known for. Uh, if if I if I go to a Union game and I don't see you, and, and, and I don't see the sombrero, I'm not going to be able to find you. I'm telling you that right now. So here, here's the thing. As we evolve, um, so a lot of a lot of you guys haven't followed me since day one. I've been doing this since 2019, and I started off with the sombrero. But as you know, I, I'm getting older, and in the, the brand continues to grow. We have to make the brand more, um, I want to say, more flexible. So the sombrero is nice. Uh, I, it's part of my culture. But I don't want it to be me. Like I am Colombian, but Colombia is not me. I'm someone who brings a different face to Philadelphia sports. And also, too, the sombrero can be a little much sometimes. You know, you can't wear it in the rain when it's too windy, it gets annoying. When I'm recording, I can't really re- wear because of the headphones. Um, right, but so, can I make one request? What's that? The first, when, whenever I go to my first union game, whenever that is, I'm trying to figure out what game I want to go to. I want to see a horse that in the sombrero. You might have to go to the next one because uh, Colombian Independence Day is, is this month in two weeks, and I'll probably wear it before in that, in that match for Independence Day. Is that the 17th? July 20th, I believe, is Independence Day, but the 17th, the Union are playing D.C., and I probably will wear it for that one just out of my Colombian heritage. But, right, I'll yeah, man, it's just – That's the game it, I was trying to go to. I have to talk to my dad and see what I can do. Okay. That's just – the it, 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 for me, it, I want to grow the brand, and – I just feel like the sombrero um, is not maybe what I want the brand to entirely be. I don't want my brand to be just Colombia. I want it to be about the whole culture of Philadelphia, whether it be the Latinos or the West African community we have out in West Philly, the Asian community we have in South Philly, uh, everyone, everyone we have here in Philadelphia. Right. I understand. What we're, you're we're still, we're, you know, we're, we're still trying different um, things here and there. I don't know if this is something you want to talk about private off air or whatever, just me and you, but, um, how much would it be to like to sit with Sons of Ben? Because if I go to a Union game, I want to feel the experience, feel the Sons of Ben passion, and feel the dupe experience. So Sons of Ben tickets usually are the cheapest. Rivers End are usually the cheapest. You can find tickets from like around twenty bucks to what like section is that thirty bucks. So that would be section one thirty three to one forty. Now, if you sit there. You have to a. You have to wear union colors. You can't wear opposing team colors. No, oh, of course. And you have to sing okay. for ninety minutes, man. You got to learn those songs. I got it. And that—that's it, man. That's. 
That's one of them. Sons of Vanity. Hey, look at you, man. Look at you. I know, I know. Starting to learn, man. Starting to learn. But yeah, that should be that. That is uh, that's all it entails, man. It's a very. I have to say, and I know I've told you this before. I am having fun watching Union games. Now I watch, I watch as many as I can, and I'm having fun watching them because of you. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. All right, positive Philly. We're we're gonna move on to some more guests. I appreciate you hopping on. I appreciate the kind words, and I appreciate you still with the love with the Union, my man. What you're doing, doing a great job. Always. I appreciate it. Dupe, as always, as always. You take care now. You too. All right, my man. Positive Philly, ladies and gentlemen, in the building. All right, let's move on now to enemy lines. It's been a while. Boston X official. My uh, man, what's going on, brother? It's been a while. How you been, man? It's been good. It's buzz cut season, you hear? Yep. I see you I got yours it. too, man. I saw your <laughs> I saw it on your Instagram post. I saw, yeah, you did comment. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. It was time, brother. It was time, man. It feels good. Yeah, I had to cut my hair, like, too. I had to get my hair cut, cut on my birthday, and that's why my hair is so hey, short. There you go. It feels good, man, especially in the summer when it's hot it as does. crap out. It's definitely much needed, man. <laughs> so what's going on? What's going on in the world of Boston, man? I heard you guys got a new coach. The Red Sox yep. looking good. We see the Red Sox this weekend, man. Red Sox and Phil's. I, okay, on Twitter before baseball season started, I tweeted out Red Sox versus Dodgers World Series like 2018, and then I retweeted that halfway to All Star, and when it's almost All Star breaking, I said I'm looking like it. So if Dude. I predict this, I'm gonna be like the guy who predicted the Suns versus Bucks in the finals. Oh my God, this is what I'm saying, man. Like the Red Sox three years ago, you guys won the World Series, and you yeah. freaking bounce back. You put together a solid farm to make some solid trades. You guys are back. You guys are, might win the sale least. I'm happy, especially after last year. Disappointing. If only the Phillies can learn, man. If only the Phillies can learn, man. Hey, you won 13-3 against the Cubs. Uh, yeah, dude, this is one. I won championships. I want playoffs. I want Red October. I want a good farm system. I want to watch, the, I want to watch Redding. And see a bunch of studs out there that are ready to come up in the majors. We don't got crap. We guys, That's we got guys that are ready to retire. That's how I feel about the Celtics. I want a championship there. What's it's what's going on almost, with the Celtics? It's been it's been twelve years since the championship. It's about time we win one. Yeah, Doc needs one too, man. Because <laughs> that OA championship is starting to look a little, a little less and less, and that resume of his. That's bad, man. Who's this new coach you guys hired? Uh, the new coach. Um, he used to he coached Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and like um, the USA team. Really? So he has a he has a good um relationship with them. You like what Brad Stevens is doing? Yes, I'm, I'm very happy. We got rid of Kemba, which I said we should have got rid of Kemba for Moses Brown and Al Horford. Welcome back. Hey, you're all in on the on the Al Horfords. Yes, I didn't want him gone in the first place. Yeah, I didn't want him here in the first place either. <laughs> we gave him money he didn't even we shouldn't have given him, man. Yeah. You've been watching the Revs? I haven't watched the game in a while, but I've been keeping up. What do they look? You guys are still in first, right? Yep. Yeah, we've been blowing games, man. We tied with Columbus, so let's go. Let's go to result. 
They're a tough now we team, play man. Toronto tomorrow. Yeah, they're a mess. They're done. <laughs> they just fired their their coach. Oh my god! <laughs> and they 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 just it's like um it's like they don't care. That's what's it like? It's 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 like watching a team with like old stars out there that are just like hanging on to their glory days. That's what yeah. Toronto's like right now. Should be fun, man. I think we play you guys in September again. One more time. I think I'll be watching it. I will be too, man. I, I hope to be. I think we're. I think it's at home one, so I, I hope to be there for that game. I, I forget why I couldn't go to the first one, but I definitely want to. Definitely want to be there, man. I couldn't go to the first one because I had something to do that day. Okay. All right. Anything else for me, Bolson X, man? So there's good news. Chris might be returning soon. Crew. Chris Sale, our pitcher, Red Sox. Oh, Chris Sale, Chris Sale. Where, where was he? Was he injured, right? Yeah, Tommy. Tom, I think Tommy John. I think. Jeez, but man. It just gets better for He's going to play one more um, simulated game, then he's headed, heading into minor league rehab. What did Boston do to just have, like, years and years of, like, good, good teams? I don't know. We had the Patriots. Well, it was looking like they might be back next year. I don't know, man. Which, which you'd really don't like. I just don't buy Cam or Mac. They could make a run, but I just that those quarterbacks, I don't. And that, that the offense in general, there's what weapons you guys have. We have um, Hunt, Nelson Aguilar, Johnny Smith. We have um, we have Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. We have it's a lot of people. We'll see, man. If, dude, if Bill wins with this, if Bill make gets his team to play, we won seven and nine with no weapons. So with weapons, we look good. If he gets his team to the playoffs, that would be a bigger accomplishment than the six Super Bowls he won. Honestly, <laughs> no Tom Brady, no Tom. I don't. I, I think this team is ways to go, but we'll see, man. I'm not doubting Bill. That's one thing I will never do. We'll, we'll, we shall see. Well, Boston X, we got one more person to get to before we sign off, man. It is a pleasure talking to you as always, man. I hope to see you later on this week, my man. I always like to say this. Go Revs! <laughs> You're getting used to it, my man. Now you got to learn the songs. I don't know the song. I think it's you. I'm about to know it. You got your homework. All right, I'll talk to you, Boston X. Peace out. See it. All right, guys, let's bring on one more guest on in the Oil Field Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my man from another enemy line. It's WTFN. What's up? What's up, man? What's up? What so I, don't, I can't I can't promise on how long I'm going to be here. I'm waiting for my no ride worries. for basketball. But, oh, uh, shit. It's full basketball season for you. Called? Um, what you yeah. got Now – what you said about uh, the Phillies, all right? Oh, man. I already heard enough about the 13-3. and three. The Cubs are ass cheeks, all right? I'm going to put that straight. They had one good month in June, and I don't know what's wrong, but they fell off. I'm not Nine happy straight about losses, it. right? Ten straight. It, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. It shouldn't be like this. And then we got the fire over here or, who are just – Terrible, who end up tying with you guys, which I'm actually pretty happy about. Um, but because there's I, a game tomorrow too, I don't know what's wrong with the Cubs. I, I mean, could it be that you guys are just still hanging on to that World Series? Maybe there's still that lure. Because you guys, like, look, you guys get rid of Madden, right? And then you bring in David Ross. You still have a lot of those pieces from the World Series team. 
it's tough, man. Like we were just talking. Remember, we, so we just talked about a Boston X, right? With his Red Sox, they win the World Series in 2018. They kind of blow it up, but they still had like a strong farm system, and they got some other pieces from those trades. And look, now they they might win the AL East in the matter of three years of you know, blowing it up. It's just we have. Oh, my ride's here. But uh, listen, I'm gonna be here. I'll 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 be here later. Uh, yeah. I'll talk Dude. to you tomorrow, all right? Dude. All right, my man. WTF fan is heading off to basketball practice. He's putting up his shots. What are y'all doing? Are y'all putting up your shots? Y'all better be putting up your shots. We had another. I had, there was a nice comment here I wanted to get to. It was, we were off the Eagles here. But um, the nest out west with Philly Philly Foothills. What's up, guys? Always, my man. Welcome on in. I did, Sorry I didn't get to your, to your, uh, to your comment there, but... Um, what is going on, my man? It's always a pleasure. I love meeting new content creators. Uh, it's crazy. Like we're all in this for a common goal. We're all trying to make it. You know, we're all we all want this goal, this dream to live out. And I love talking and meeting with new people out there. Uh, Hertz will win in Philly. Mark my words. And if Lamar Jackson can win an MVP, who's to say Hertz can't? Man, these are straight facts. This guy's spitting. This, this is very true here. Now, this it's a possibility that Hertz can. I think that hurts. I think hurts the ceiling could be higher than Lamar Jackson's to be honest with you. Because I I honestly like J, uh, Jalen Hurts' arm better than Lamar Jackson's arm. I know you guys aren't gonna like that one, but I truly believe that he can be better than than Lamar Jackson. So we'll see, man. It's up to him. Again, it's the pre-snap and it's that accuracy. That's all he needs. He's got everything else. That's all he needs. All right, let's bring on in my man, Mr. KJ McCoy. What's up, man? Welcome to Oi, baby. What's going on? Not much, man. I'm waiting for Columbia to come on. I'm uh, I'm all Columbia up today, um, and uh, yeah, man, just enjoying life, feel recharged, refresh. How about you, man? What's up? I'm just chilling, man. Just been working a bunch. Right here, man. You yeah. hustling out here? What are, What are you up to? Uh, I'm actually working at a golf course now. So, dude, that's yeah. sick. That's what I've been doing. So that's why I haven't been making too many videos and stuff like that. So I got explained to the fan base that I'm working, and a lot of them don't really. So what are you doing at this golf course, KJ? Uh, I'm a groundsman. Okay. So, so like you're in charge of like maintenance of the, the, yeah, the ground. I, I change the holes and I fill in divots. So I'm pretty much, honestly, one of my nicknames there is divot. So it's honestly. Divot. Do you, yeah. do you get to talk to some of the, uh, what do you call them? Um, I guess guests. Members. Yeah. Members. Oh, members. Yeah. yeah. They're very nice. Oh yeah. Can I give you a recommendation, KJ? Yeah. Dude. I love those jobs. You know why? Because dude, they're the best for networking. Dude, try to talk to as many of these members as you possibly can. Get some information. Get friendly with these guys. And, dude, you never know. This, especially what we do, it's all about who you know. Dude, I, I, so I, I, for the past, so before COVID, for four years, I worked at a restaurant as a, as a server, as a waiter. Dude, that was primo time, man. Make some solid tips. You talk to, you don't never know who you talk to. Right. So definitely. Definitely take advantage of that, my man. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So make I mean, some yeah, extra money. Yeah, I, I mean, like it. It's doing all right. So I, I like it so far a lot. So I mean, there you go. A lot of cool things there. So, but um, besides that, I mean, like back to what you're saying about um, about your team, Columbia. I I just saw um on ESPN. I just saw like a little clip. It was like a little highlight. I heard that Italy won. Yes, um, they did. I think it was and like an penalties. Too. They won overtime. They won. I, I think they won was it overtime or penalties i think they won in penalties yeah. 
But that's a big win for Italy. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was hearing. So, um, I mean, I have been watching some of the Euro Cup a little bit. Um, yeah, penalties. They want penalties. My cousins who are obsessed with soccer were at our beach house this weekend. So, nice. they, so they were watching it, and I was I was watching it with them a little bit. So that was pretty cool too. So every time I'm with them, I start to get more into it and everything like that. So that's good it's, for me. But um, it's crazy because yeah. no matter where you are in the world, man, like yeah. soccer's one thing you could like re- connect with someone with. Yeah. It's crazy because there's always some country that actually, besides ours, of course. Right. Yeah. Uh, I haven't I haven't watched too much of the years. I've been more onto the Copa America because obviously Colombia. But um, yeah. it's it's. Dude, honestly, if you're not a big soccer person, if you're a sports person, just watch these tournaments. It, the quality of soccer is just great. You're getting yeah, the best I'm of the best. Into it. I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, I'm more – I would say I'm more union than anything. I'm, I'm hey, hooked, I'm hooked right, man. union. I'm, I swear. I've been to – I was at the Columbus They're game. Fun, dude. And I was at the Miami game. And both games were amazing, especially with the capacity, full capacity uh, against – yeah, it was Columbus. I think you were at that game too. I was, yeah. Yeah, you were there. That was a good so, one, man. That was yeah, a fun that, one. Dude. That was that was dope. So, I mean, just to see the energy there, and I think I think um, it was pretty crazy because actually we were sitting. I was sitting with my friend, and I actually got the tickets from. I think you know who my neighbor is. I'm I'm not gonna mention his name. Okay. But, um, he actually knows. Um, he knows Montero. He knows him. Jamiro, so, very nice. Yeah, he knows Jamiro. So, we were actually sitting in Jamiro's tickets that he gave him very nice so it was pretty cool so when he scored that goal we were like where are his tickets where are his seats so it was just we were pumped as heck so he's a uh he's a man of few words jamiro yeah. but he's very yeah. humble and he's he's a really nice guy too man yeah that's what I've heard. so hopefully maybe in the future i'll i'll get to meet him he's something like a great guy so i'm sure i'm sure yeah. dude those uh, those guys you gotta understand those guys over over in the, with the union they kind of understand what it's like here in America as a soccer player. They know soccer's not the biggest, but anyone that shows them love, dude, they they really appreciate that. They're not right, yeah. They don't they don't they're not like those snobby stars. They appreciate it all, right, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're honestly like I would say they're more they relate to, I guess, the people more than I guess you would say as like a Ben Simmons or I guess like or uh, yeah, obviously a Ben Simmons. So I mean honestly, I, I want to talk about that too. Um, yeah, fire away, man. I mean, with that, I wasn't too bothered by the Wimbledon thing. And the only thing I was bothered was, like, him just, like, setting himself up to, like, get Philly fans pissed off, I feel like. Like, for me, I wasn't that pissed off, but I was just, like, pissed off that, like, all the Philly fans were like, okay, like, all this stuff. And it was just like, geez, this guy just wants to add more drama. It's just, like, it's kind of funny, though, but, like, it's, like, it's crazy though. I hope he gets traded, but I don't see though. Like, I mean, with that, dec- when they decline the trade with the Pacers, I, mm. I don't know because I also heard that Daryl. I don't know if you heard about this, but Daryl Morey. I don't know. I don't know if you know what those. Um, I forget what it's called. It's like this NBA card thing you get on like your phone, and it's like, it's like a highlight of, highlight of them. Top shot. Yeah, that's it. So he has a top shot of Ben Simmons, and he just bought it like recently. <laughs> so I don't know how convinced I am that he's gonna get traded because just hearing that, I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's like believes in Simmons. It's just right. Like, so I mean, look. So when it comes to Ben, I, I, 
so obviously we know Ben can't be your second option. Like we see it just doesn't work. There is a possibility if you can scrounge up some money, you find another piece that could be a wing player that could be that second score, then maybe. But when I think about Joel Embiid and I think about him and his injury history, I don't know how much longer I have with Joel Embiid. I really don't. So I'm trying to maximize Joel Embiid as much as I can for the amount of time that I have. We might only get one, if that, we might get one championship out of this. So right. I, if, if that's the case, I don't care. I'm going all in. Yeah. Uh, Damien really intrigues me, right? Because you th- the, the thought of him with Joel is absolutely disgusting. Oh, it, but, it would be insane. It would, it would be insane. I feel like it's right. a missing piece. I really do. But really you do have to remember, good. even though that might be nasty to watch, we might lose our depth. And that yeah, kind of, our depth kind of hurt us in the playoffs. Right, right. So the prospect of Darion Fox really intrigues me. This is a kid who's hungry, is improving, is in a bad situation in Sacramento. Yeah, he comes here in a much better situation. That really intrigues me. And you might what give up like Ben and Maxie. I don't. Yeah, Maxie. I don't even know if you have to give up Maxi to be honest with you. Yeah. If you can find a way to finagle, I mean, it is Sacramento at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and for Ben, he gets to go to Cali. He wants yeah, he to, to Cali. Cali. He, he just bought a house there in L.A. There you go. He just it's not did. far. I mean, Sacramento is not close to L.A., but, I mean, it still is California. I mean, it's closer still, to it, Philly. <laughs> it, it, it's closer to Philly. I mean, it, it's, it's closer than uh, – it's closer from Sacramento and L.A., obviously, like, if that makes any sense. Like, right. Distance, obviously. But, right, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would like Aaron Fox a lot. And Damian Lillard would be insane because I think for me, I, I've always liked Damian Lillard for sure. Like, I think honestly, if I could pick a player that does not play for the Sixers, that is my favorite player. I'd probably say Damian Lillard. Just, I mean, his confidence, his, uh, I would say, he, he handles way, himself. Yeah, the way he handles himself. And I mean, he's just got a lot of swag to him. And I mean, like his kind of swagger would totally fit in the city and it just would be perfect. I 100% agree with you, man. I think for Daryl, he right now is trying to figure out what is best for the Sixers. So, yeah, he's definitely thinking about Ben Simmons still being in Philadelphia. What does a team without Ben Simmons look like? He's thinking about it all, and that's a tough job, man. It's really tough. So he's going to do what's right for this for this basketball team. I he, I think he did that last offseason. I think he's going to do the same thing this offseason. Uh, honestly, KJ, all I can tell you is just buckle up because this is gonna be a rise all season. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just buckling up for something. Right. If something's gonna make me upset, then something does. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm just gonna keep rolling with this team and just gotta. Right. I don't feel like the process is dead. People keep on saying, "Oh, it's dead." Um, I, I, I don't know. Not yet, at least. I, I, it's kind of hard to tell, but I mean, it's just, you just gotta. I mean, as you said before, keep like be optimistic and just kind of just kind of trust trust your gut or whatever. So I I don't Amen, know, man. but we got to see what happens and hopefully, yeah, hopefully everything pans out and hopefully in free agency we can get the right pieces. And I mean, honestly, I do want to guys that I do want to resign are Seth Curry. If we do have to move on from a guy like Danny Green or Dwight Howard, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Um, but I mean, I mean, Dwight did play great, but I mean, if we need to move on from him, I honestly think Paul Reed has some, has some potential. I really, I do. agree. I think he, he really ball Paul. 
And I think I think he's hungry too. So yeah, I think he also wants to. If he gets on the court, like if he gets more minutes, I think he's gonna ball out. I think so for sure. Oh yeah. Honestly, he yeah. just has to get yoked up. I think that's yeah, really I what it is. Yeah. And after that, he'll he'll be a, a good player in this league. But uh, listen, KJ, we're we're we're, uh, we're gonna keep keep it moving here as uh, we're Sounds getting good. close to Colombia and Argentina time. But Sounds dude, good. it's a pleasure seeing you on here, my man. That uh, we'll definitely talk soon. All right. Always a pleasure being on. Appreciate it, brother. Sounds good, KJ. Right. See you soon, man. Peace. See it. All right, let's bring on AK Gaming. You there? Let's see. Let's see if he's on here. AK Gaming? No? All right, we'll try back with him. All right, I'm excited for this one. Ladies and gentlemen, from Duke by the River, please welcome. He's probably excited right now. Zach Lovasso, yo, absolutely, man. Uh, How you feeling, man? Dude, that game was doing all kinds of crazy things. Uh, so, all, what happened, man? Give it to us. Obviously, I didn't get the chance to watch that one. So, what? Give it to us, man. What all happened? Right, so, Spain came out looking good, right? Keeping possession, but Italy had the counter. You know, they were defending well. They had the ball away a little too much, but they 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 had it under control. Um, uh, they made some changes at halftime. Was zero zero going into the half. They made some changes. Came out firing. Scored first in the sixtieth. And uh, no, Chiesa. Mm. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah. Great goal. Cut in on uh, off of like a deflection. Bent it far post. Um, and then eightieth minute, Morata scores, ties it up. Then Spain well, start ruling. Work, Zach. I guess so. I. <laughs> Almost, almost. We'll get there, though. We'll get there. So then Spain, so then Spain start pressing like heavily, okay. and they have chance after chance after chance. Uh, Italy has a couple chances. One in extra time where Belotti should have just slotted uh, Bernardeschi through, and he mm. he he hit the pass a little too close to the center back, and Laporte got a foot on it. I was so mad because I I knew like if they had played that in, they were going to score. Right. Um. Then it went to penalty kicks. And yeah, then then I was like, I this was I was like this, I was like, oh my god, I can't watch, I can't watch. Um, both missed the first one, so Italy take first penalty kick, they miss. Spain takes the second penalty kick, they also miss. So after they missed, after Italy missed the first one, I was like, here we go, here we go, this is it, this is where we go out. And then uh, Italy makes three of the uh, the next three, so that's four done. Then Morata comes up for the fourth penalty kick for Spain, misses. Uh, Donnarumma makes a great save, and then Jorginho finishes it off with one of the most disrespectful penalty kicks I've ever seen in my life. Walks up, does a little trot. As soon as he's about to hit the ball, looks up, sees the goalie going to his left, stares at him, and just rolls it in the opposite corner. It was <laughs> it was so great. It was so great. Oh, man, I miss the Monopoly. <laughs> It was so great. Oh and man, Italy's in. Oh my yeah. god, this yeah. is the first final since when? Since 2012. 2012, right, right. when Germany? they played Spain, they played Spain uh, and they lost four nothing. Okay, okay. Now, who who's the other? Who's the other? England, England, Denmark tomorrow. Denmark went that far. Yeah, yeah. Any chance for Denmark or not? I think I, in my gut, have a feeling Denmark's going to win. Wow. 
They well, shouldn't win. England should beat them, but I, I have a feeling. If England wins, I'm not going on TikTok for a day. Let's <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> but, oh, my God. It's been an exciting. It's been exciting Dude, it's Euros, been man. great Euros. Now, let me ask you something. Because so w- w- when I think about Italy, mm-hmm. I think this is a good team. I think they put together a good team. Absolutely. I think Mancini is a fantastic manager. It's proven. He's been doing great with them. I think he's won 38 in a row or something like 33. Oh, it's 33 straight without losing is like what their record is right now. Okay. But my problem with Italy, I don't think that they are far advanced like the other power European countries. When it comes to developing the kids, I, I I I do agree. Um, I think, I mean, they do have some young guys like uh, Locatelli. I mean, they're not like super young, like nineteen, eighteen. Um, but like Locatelli's twenty three, Chiesa's like twenty three. Um, you got Spinazzola, who's not super old, and he's like twenty five. Um, and then you have uh, oh, who's the guy on AC Milan? Tonali. Who's supposed to be very good? He's like supposed to be like the next oh, Pirlo. Sandro Tonali, I remember. Yeah, that. he's like supposed he to be Milan? like the next Pirlo. Yeah, he's at Milan right now, um, but like never played because Kessie had such a good season. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Like I don't hear much about like youth players from Italy, like you do France and Spain and or England even just the youth that. systems. Yeah, like, I feel like those other countries are so advanced with that. It's very weird. Like the U23 team and U20 teams like never get any chatter about for Italy. It's very odd um, because I, I guess the players just aren't up to what they are. But they somehow they always come up with generations that once they get older, they start competing. Like Italy's team that won the World Cup in 06 was like pretty old. Like they, right, were, like, they, they were, were not young. Like they had – this was like – I get like Luca Tony was young back when they won the World Cup, and he was probably like one of the younger guys. And now <laughs> he's kind of an old, old man. I remember all those kind guys. Of uh, yeah, he had uh, Zambrotto was on that Gattuso. team. Gattuso, uh, Buffon, Buffon was uh, Buffon young. Buffon's like 42 now. That's what like 15 years ago. So he was like 26. <laughs> He's now he's Parma's goal under there. I know. That's it's pretty funny. I that applaud him funny. for doing that. I applaud him for going back to Parma. That's pretty dope. It is pretty dope. I, I mean, I, I remember when it was Cannavaro, uh, Faustino Spria, and, and Buffon. Yeah. I forget about that team. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty solid team. I mean, Parma was actually a solid team. Like they nowadays, they're like good. a middle, mid table yeah. team now, but they were yeah. always like Europe. Well, what was it back then? The UEFA Cup or? I don't even know. That was before, it was a little before my time. They were they, they were they were competing for in the Europas here and yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So who do you so who do you want to play? You rather see Denmark? I'm assuming. Um, I mean, I don't know if I do. Ra- I would rather see Denmark because, like, if Denmark make it to the final, like everyone other than Italians are going to be rooting for Denmark. <laughs> so it's going to be like, and it's in England. So I I don't know. That's I mean, tough, I I probably rather play Denmark, but I don't think England is as like. No goals conceded. I don't think is as crazy as people are making it out to be because I don't think they've played anyone that great. They do like to choke a lot. A lot. They man. do. They do. They do. And now we have now, now we have Argentina, Colombia coming up. Um, yeah, man. Nine o'clock, man. I'm ex- I'm nervous. I'm definitely nervous. Um, it's definitely winnable. Um, but I'm I, I'm certainly nervous. not. I'm unfortunately not in your corner tonight. Uh, I, I don't blame you. I, I need had... Messi to get a trophy. <laughs> I need him to get a trophy with Argentina. Just, it's just like 
lastly, the Uruguay game obviously took a lot out of Colombia, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I just I don't think this attack is still that good. Well, I saw that they had Zupata and uh, Muriel playing last against Uruguay, which was nice to see. Right, he's been she's been trotting that, and then he does Borre with um, um Borja. Yeah, yeah. Which you know it is. Are what the it lineups is. out yet? I would assume so, right? Love. That's what we have Twitter for. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what the lineups are saying. Colombia, Colombia. Well, right now it says Zapata and Cuadrado are up top, but that's definitely not the case. Bora is also in, so he'll probably go up top. Cuadrado will play right mid. Um, there we go. There's Selection, Colombia. Five million followers. Damn. Uh, wait. Oh, sorry. Munoz at the right, uh, the right wing back. He's on. He's on gank, right? I believe so. He's young as crap. Yeah, that's interesting. Mina Sanchez, Decillo, Luis Diaz, who, listen, I don't know if you've been watching, Zach. Luis Diaz better be sold. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a ball. <laughs> he's very good. He's very good. Yeah. Porto, Porto's going to have to Porto's gonna have to uh, cash in on that. He's yes, very sir. good. He's very you, good. You got Gustavo Cular with Wilmar Barrios, who another one should be sold. Cuadrado actually will will play. I thought I didn't think he would, but he's going to play with Zapata and Borre up top. Very, very interesting here. The bench is pretty solid, but we'll see, man. It is Argentina. Uh, we got a, a upset win in the last Copa America, so we'll see if we can get some luck there, my man. Yeah. Zach, yeah. will we see you uh, tomorrow for Dupai the River? Tomorrow. Are we same time, 8 o'clock? Same time, same place. I will be there. I'll be there 8 o'clock. Absolutely. And, and uh, Thursday. And of course, right, what are we doing? Live stream for the game on Thursday? It is Duped by the River live stream, man. I think it's Absolutely. the last I'll be there time. Thursday. Was the last time CONCACAF? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the first or yeah, the first leg against um against uh Saprisa. Hey. All right, all right. Well, uh Zach, my man, you enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy this win, man. Go celebrate a little bit. Oh, uh, I will. I actually have to write some articles now, but <laughs> that's yeah. your celebration. Yeah, yeah, that's my celebration. <laughs> Guys, you see the Twitter handle. Please go follow him. Um, go check him out on Philly Sports Network. Him and Tim. And now Steve. We got three now. And so Steve, make sure you yes. Steve, please go make cool stuff for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely some tactical stuff you guys might want to check out. So definitely go check those guys out on Philly Sports Network. Zach, my brother. I'll see you tomorrow, my man. It's later, dude. Enjoy the game. See Thank you. You too. Zach Obasa, my, my man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Obasa. All right. Let's try AK Gaming one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, AK Gaming, please. A K K Ming, please come. Aww. All right, AK Gaming, if you come on tomorrow, if you are seeing this and you come on tomorrow and I see you, I will let you come on first. I promise you I will let you come on first. But we do have to go, guys. I have to get my mind ready. I got to get this belly ready for Colombia and Argentina. I am nervous. Uh, I'm getting butterflies. I don't know what to do with myself. Luckily, the Phillies look good right now, four to nothing. So I don't have to stress about that right now. But of course, it is the Philadelphia Phillies. Ladies and gentlemen, that is another episode of Oin Philly Sports. This was episode 34. This was the the Roy Holiday episode. May he rest in peace. We love Roy. 
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you are watching this live on YouTube, make sure to like it and subscribe to El Barcero Philly's YouTube channel for all your Philly sports content. Make, sh make sure to follow on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram as well. You can check that all out on my link tree. Make sure to subscribe to Oyen Philly Sports. You can catch that wherever you listen to podcasts um, from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, vamos, vamos, Colombia. I can't even grab the patch. Let's go. Talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>